I don't know, Rick. I think we're on the air live Sunday, week 11, at the Asylum Football Inside Slant. Note my enthusiasm. We might be on. I don't know. We can hear ourselves. Yeah, I guess that's all that matters, right? Yeah, it is about us, right? Nothing if not a vanity project, I guess. So week 11 up here in the uh, frigid, haunted attic of a barn studio. You mean the uh, posh penthouse studio? The, the posh denotes soft and warm. There is neither anything soft or warm. I am cozy. It just, I mean, I am steam flies out of your mouth. It looks like NFL films over there. Hot coffee. (laughs) That's not what that is. Look, right there, right there. Yeah, I understand the steam's coming off the coffee, but it's also coming out of my mouth, and I'm not drinking that coffee, but never mind that. It's week 11, Rick. By week hell in full effect, the playoff pushes on. We've got what uh, counting today? Probably three weeks left in your in your regular season. It is crunch time, and what a bad week! I think this is Roger Goodell trying to stick it to all you fantasy owners out there, putting uh, the Steelers, the Saints, not so much the Browns, Giants. And the Giants on by in week eleven when you needs it. When you needs it, I tell you, it, yeah. When you have the highest scoring team in your league and you're sitting at five hundred, right. And half your team is on by. That's that's the kind of nonsense going on here today, Rick. And I don't care for it one bit. So we're going to have a lot of work to do to try to meander people through getting that big win despite uh, despite all the issues. Yeah, and I think I think you're right. It is a conspiracy. They're they're trying to ruin the uh, all the fantasy football player fence riders. And um, you know, if you are whatever five and five, six and four, four and six, still alive. And you happen to have Eli, Odell Beckham, Ben, yeah, Antonio, ben, Martavis, Martavis, Bryant, Angela Williams, yeah, even up. Rashad Jennings, yep. Ruben Randall, uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, <laughs> Willie Sneed, yeah, all it, just, it goes on and on and on and on. The good thing about this, I was thinking about this on the way up, Rick, is we will have no Brandon Cooks questions this week, and I believe we are a hearty 0% on Cooks. Anytime we've ever recommended him, he has crapped the bed. And uh, anytime we, like last week, I don't think we picked him in any of 15 separate questions. Right. And he had a buck and a half and two touchdowns, all within the first four minutes of the game, but nonetheless he had them. They all count. It doesn't matter if it's the first play of the first game or the first quarter. We're all garbage time. They all count, and uh, we were burned by Mr. Cooks. All right. I think we got a caller on the line, Rick. I am setting up. Uh, we were a couple minutes late this morning having some technical issues. I am still uh, plugging away here trying to get it so we can take calls and actually be able to hear them on the air. Uh, look at some headlines while we do that. We'll get to that call ASAP right away. Looks like, Rick, Alshon Jeffrey going to sit today. That, that, that's some pretty big news as well. I, I didn't really see that coming. He's kind of been questionable for the last year and well, a half. Well, seems. that's that's huge news. And, and you think, I mean, you saw his, his return, and it looked like, wow, he's back. Yeah. And actually, I'll tell you what, I was working, you and I had talked, I worked for a week trying to make a deal with a guy in our league, the consequence, trying to get, you know, obtain him fell through boy i'm glad it did yeah because yeah. i thought he was coming back the bears are playing pretty good football yeah. even with, without him yeah i don't know what you do without him eddie royal still still out you know i guess mark is the number one guy might be good news for martellus bennett something we didn't get to talk a lot about throughout the week was uh is zach, zach miller going out putting up all all the tight end points last week is i lost yet again and my my uh weak point being martellus bennett 
a game where the Bears go out and score a ton, and it's not Bennett's. So Bennett's the number one target. Uh, reading here real quick, uh, Bears rookie Jeremy Langford will once again get the start at running back, which means it may be another week of waiting for the veteran Matt Forte. Not sure that they've ruled him out yet, Rick, but they've already named Langford the starter, so one could probably assume at this point it's going to be Langford. So bad news for some folks, real good news for your boy, and let's be honest, that's all that really matters. Yeah, they don't have the greatest matchup in a row with Denver this week, but I'll tell you what, with uh, – Everything is going on in Denver. This may be the the time to be playing the Broncos, quite frankly. Uh, you know, you have uh, Peyton Manning with the uh, plantar fasciitis and whatever else is wrong with him. Plus, he's 39 years old. Brock well, Osweiler back. getting his first NFL start. Bears playing pretty good. You know, there could be a lot of um, distraction in Denver. Yeah, you know, well, and, you, and the other thing with Langford, boy, you thought the Rams were a bad matchup too, and he just went and got his. They find ways to use him in the passing game. Going to be an even bigger role for him, quite frankly, this week if, without Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, I think this sets up well for Forte Langford, whoever it is. It looks like he's going to be Langford, especially in a PPR format. I think you stud stud alert here. I think he's going to keep it rolling. I don't know if he keeps those ridiculous numbers he's been putting up rolling, but I, I think he keeps it going, even against a tough defense. Yeah, I don't think he's going to put up those huge numbers against this Denver defense. I, I look for them to, to rebound a little bit after just being taken to the woodshed by Kansas City last week. Of course, I tell you what, if it hasn't been for the um, Denver defense all year long, you, you just think about it. Statistically, Peyton Manning leads the NFL in interceptions. Opposing teams have gotten 50 points off of his turnovers. They didn't have the defense they have. That number could be 85. Oh, there's just Easily. no question about it. I don't think they'd have won three games. You figure that defense solely, even through points, through scoring, won those first three or four hey. games for that team. It's incredible. All right, Rick, let's give it a shot here. I think I've hit all the right buttons. Jersey has been on the line here for almost seven minutes, so we apologize for that. Let's see if, uh, see if we can hear him. Jersey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, lost last week. I'm 8-2. I want to get the guy to beat me in week two. He's 9-1. I'm going to make the playoffs. But my question is, I can't, I can't get the running back on. I got Marion in now. I got Sims starting because Riddick, has just been horrible. Not that things have been any better, but my bench guys are Hill. He's not doing anything. And I have a guy who I like, and I hope Miller gets hurt, because if Miller gets hurt, the guy can plug and play with your championship. So, going forward now, do you like Sims going against Philly in the PPR league? Because I don't know what's going on with that three-headed monster in uh, Detroit. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, Detroit is basically a mess now you know all that being said it's not a bad matchup against that oakland d but i understand what you're saying i was talking about chris sims in philly right? well no he was talking also about the three-headed right. monster i mean going with riddick I, I i think that sims is still a better play because you don't know who's going to be playing it you know for detroit at, at the time i mean joint bell Got a lot of work last week, although he didn't really produce much, but they won. So, you know, I think I'd still go with Sims. I'll keep him. I'll, I'll keep him in there. Now, last question. I got Cooper and Watkins, and he's my normal, my receivers. I have, you know, Benjamin, you know, I want to buy. Um, I have uh, Kayvon, Kayvon Austin in there now. 
is Tavon Austin good to keep? Like, somebody dropped Hankerson, which I can't get for the waiver wire next week. But I'll probably be 10th on there. Uh, but the guy that dropped him can't get him until the next until the day after the waiver is in the Yahoo League. Would you, would you drop Tavon Austin next week on the waiver wire to pick up Hankerson? Since in, in, in that type of offense with that coordinator, he always goes to that receiver like him if he comes back healthy. What do you think of that move down the road? I, I, I like Tavon Austin. He, he, he'll drive you nuts. He'll, yep. he'll disappear for weeks at a time when that offense doesn't work. With them going to a backup quarterback, he's the type of weapon, a guy they can hand the ball to, they can run some goofy slip screens, they can do some crazy things with that you're going to have right. to do when you've decided the best you can operate with is Case Keenum at quarterback. So, Hankerson, I just I can't count on him. I, you're just waiting for that offense to bust out before he has any usefulness. I don't know what you think, Ray. I'm going to stick with Tavon Austin. There. I like having a guy like that I can slip into a flex when, when I need a big play. Yeah, Jerry, they're going to have to agree with him. Tavon Austin, you know, number one, he's healthy. And um, you're still not sure what you're going to get with Hankerson even when he does come back. And he may get you some – some big games, but I tell you what, Austin is used all over the place. He has so many total yards, and uh, you know he's a he's a you know can do everything type of player. And uh, I'm with Rick on this one. I, I mean, I they have a great matchup with Baltimore this week. Now Cincinnati and Arizona is a little tougher the next couple of games, but then you have Detroit, Tampa. You know, going into if you make the playoffs. So I mean, there's a couple of good matchups there. And I can always plug in Benjamin as my flex if need be. When he comes back, Boston has a game back. They've got to win or lose with Watkins and, and Cooper, I guess, is my receivers. But like you said, losing Foster, losing Bell, losing Lewis. I lost 55 points. I just can't. I can't. So, Junior's got a nasty team. His, he's 6 and 4. He's going to make the playoffs. I think he'll run the table. And he'll both in, uh, in the top league, he's 5 and 5. He lost his first four. One four in a row, lost one, one again. He's blown guys off that were number one in their division. He's dangerous. He sneaks into the cop list. He's winning that one, and he's going to make it in ours. He's just dangerous. Ever since he got his guys back with growing and, you know, uh, gates and stuff, and he's doing good. So, like I said, I'll keep what I have. Then I'm down by, like, seven points based on the thing with this guy here. And, and I, what I should have did is I should have picked up Langford, because this guy was number 12 on the way of the and I should have picked Langford up a couple of weeks, but I figured, hey, I wanted to pick up guys that, like Sims or whatever that maybe could help me be a starter, and I thought maybe one or two weeks Langford would play. That was my mistake. So this guy rode him the last three weeks. This will be his third week, so I guess Forte will be back next week. So, again, um, I appreciate you taking my call again as usual. Best of luck to you guys. Uh, hopefully I get back on the winning ways. We'll see, but at least I'm making the playoffs. But can't replace those three running backs, man. Can't replace them. So, oh, last, last thing. Um, like, like, down the road, like, next week, like, like is a guy like Carlos Hyde worth picking up and dropping somebody for down the road in case he comes back? I mean, he may not come back. I don't know what they're going to do with his foot issue. So, why have you on the phone now? You know, you have to put in Tuesday for Wednesday morning. Is he worth stashing? Like, I'd have to drop somebody for it. Is he worth um, picking up and seeing? I'll tell you, the fact play? they're playing – the fact they're playing Sean Drone tells me that if Hyde comes back and we don't know that, I don't have any more information than what's out there. If he can come back, he's going to get the ball right away, and they're going to be committed to the run with Blaine Gabbard at quarterback. 
So if you've got somebody at the end of the bench, you, you talk about Riddick a lot. I mean, you know, maybe I, what do you think, Rick? I'd drop Riddick and stash Hyde, quite frankly. They, we got Joyke Bell back. They keep saying they want to get the ball to Abdullah more. They haven't done it, but maybe if they keep saying it, they'll try it eventually. Does it push Riddick down? Or somebody, I wouldn't mind stashing Hyde, quite frankly, if he can come back. I just don't know how much, what level of a player I'm willing to drop to get him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, Jersey. I mean, it's a real gamble. If you have, you know, it, with the injuries that you've, you've suffered, oh, you man. know, probably everybody on your team is, is probably worth something. But, yeah, maybe a Riddick, something like that, if you really want to gamble. But, uh, you know, you don't even know if he's going to be playing. But if he does play, you know, like Rick says, he's probably going to get the ball. How successful, but, I'm not real sure because – you know, Kaepernick's stuck on IR now for whatever reason. I mean, I think stick a fork in him, he's done. I think San Francisco is just a total mess. He's going to have some value if he comes back. How much? I'm not real sure. Somebody dropped that door. Again, it is a PPR league, but again, it seems to go Bell and then a mix of Abdullah in the run, but Abdullah's been fumbling. And then Riddick, he, he fought with a PPR league with them playing behind. Yeah, maybe he'd give you, you know, 10, 12, 13 points, you know, maybe 50 yards. You know, five, six, seven catches out of the backfield, but it's just not happening. I look at what he's done the last three, four weeks, man. And it's just not. It's killing you. Five, six points. You know what I mean? So that's why I was wondering. You know, the, when I drop Riddick, he'll probably go off. You know, it's my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way it's worked this season. No question about that. Yep. So uh, Abdul, leave on the bench. Don't even grab him. Don't even pick up the lock. Yeah, I think, I think I'd rather have Riddick than Abdullah. I mean, they keep saying they're going to get Abdullah more involved. They've said it three weeks in a row now, and it hasn't happened. I'm going to have to wait and see it for whatever reason. When they give the kids opportun- the kid opportunities, he puts the ball on the carpet, and I think that's what's keeping him on the bench. He's so dynamic a player. He's a perfect fit for that offense. They, they just can't trust him, and I don't see them overcoming that at this point in the season. And the weather's only getting worse when they start playing on the road here in that division as, as we finish out the season. Right, that's what I was thinking with the weather. All right, then I'll I'll think about dropping Reddick either this week or or do the waiver next week and see what's going on with uh, High. Because like you said, if High does play, well, he's an RB two. You know what I mean? Well, oh, yeah. Reddick, you're not so I right, I may be thinking on that there. So you think it would be smart to drop Reddick this week, like to the, today and, and and stash High because I don't know if somebody's going to put him from next week or not. I mean, they may not. But uh, um, so you, you think hold on to Riddick, or you think I'd sit, tight. I'd sit I'd sit tight one more week if Hyde if Hyde ends up still being there next week and we have right. a little more information. I'd sit tight right now just with all those injuries. You're you're, you're really lacking depth, and while Riddick has been a huge disappointment, at least he he's a warm body who has the opportunity to score points, which unfortunately is what you're looking for right now. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll do it that way. Hey, guys, I really appreciate it again, as you always do every week. Thank you for taking my call and my questions. Best of luck to you guys this weekend. You guys have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk next Sunday. I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you. All right, have a good one, Jersey. Take happy care, Jersey. Yes, indeed. That is this week, huh, Rick? It wow. is, because it's coming Thursday, as a matter of fact. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to a standard question. All we right. have a Matthews question. All right. It's a standard Non-PPR. Non-PPR. Jordan or Rashard Matthews? Non-PPR, I'm going to take Rashard. And I wanted to talk about Jordan a little bit. I talked about it here a couple weeks ago. I didn't think it would come via injury, but I'm going to take credit for it anyhow. I said 
I expect Mark Sanchez to be starting for the Philadelphia Eagles soon. And when they do, I expect a bump from Jordan Matthews. It seems, believe it or not, and it seems odd to say that Mark Sanchez runs that offense better. He the tempo was better when he ran that offense those few games last year. So I like Jordan Matthews going forward. That said, his value for the most part, even last year, was in catching 10 balls. Quite often it was for low yardage, Rick, and he wasn't really a red zone target, but he was a volume type of guy. So in a standard league, look, Rashard Matthews, we get 12 questions about him every week, and all he does is go out and put up five or six catches, 70 or 80 yards. It's nice and safe. If you were getting a PPR point, I would tell you to go Jordan, but but I'm going to go Richard here, Rick. It's kind of a coin toss to me. Everything you said, I agree with. It, it's um, Philadelphia is just, they're so hard. And you look at anybody on that offense, you can't trust any of them. And, you know, and it comes from – And you want to get them all in your lineup, though, because the potential is there as well. <laughs> exactly. You look at DeMarco Murray, you think, i got to play him. I'm not sure Ryan Matthews is bad. But you look at my, Ryan Matthews and say, he's like Jerome Bettis at the end of his career. Yeah, he's going to get seven carries, but he's got, probably going to be – could be in the end zone twice. You look at Jordan Matthews. You look at Zach Ertz, for God's sake, who's done nothing. You look at these guys and you think, these guys should be putting up numbers. And then at the end of the game, nobody's done zippy. He's done squat. Yeah, I mean, the potential is always there, just like like you said. But it comes back to quarterback play. And I agree with you that, that Mark Sanchez is probably going to be running this offense better. But I'm just kind of, you know, I don't know. And, and do you really want to – You don't know the problem, too. You don't know series to series. We're not even talking game to game with this Eagles team. It's series to series you don't know what you're going to get. Well, that's the thing. And, and, but is and that do you on want game, when, when you're on the fence like you are, or, or just this late in the season, no matter where you're at, are you wanting to gamble a lot of your fantasy output on Mark Sanchez? <laughs> that's that, a fair point when you, you put it like that. That's you know, fair. That's, you're right. That's where it's coming to. And to me, even though he's been a disappointment, I think I trust Ryan Tannehill, who has been playing right. all year right. more than Sanchez, at least this week. So I'm with you. I think I'm a long way around. I think I'd go Richard as well. And I think the thing is, the numbers, the fantasy points don't necessarily bear it out, Rick. But Richard Matthews, after Lamar Miller, after the running game, is the first option in that Miami offense. Jarvis Landry right. is making bigger plays. He's getting in, he's making the big plays. They use him in different ways. He has that different skill set. But for all intents and purposes, I think we think of Jarvis Landry as the number one receiver there in Miami. It's Rashard Matthews. Right. He's the first option. So I think he's certainly player safer, especially in a standard. I think Jordan Matthews arrow's pointing up for him right now, quite frankly. But he's I've got to hang on to the football. It, it's been better. Two weeks ago, it was real good. Last week, I didn't see a lot of the game. I wasn't aware of a ton of drops. I don't think they were getting – it was just a train wreck to begin with in that Miami <laughs> game. Yeah. So so we'll see what we have here. I think arrow up, but for here, I'm I'm playing it safe. I'm going to take the number one option there in Miami, and I'll go with Richard Matthews. Yeah, I think I will, I'm too. I'm glad I didn't throw Ryan in there, too. We'll just get all the Matthews in at one. Let's <laughs> yeah. rank the Matthews this week. Yeah, and, I mean, in PPR, I mean, it's, it's Jordan for me. He has more catches. But, you know, it, it's four touchdowns to two right now if you're looking basically that way. The yards aren't that far apart. Um, I think Rashard, 
I'd have to look at it. I think he's a little behind in yardage, but uh, um, yeah, just a little bit. But uh, touchdown wise, I'd have to go Richard. All right, you got anything else in there? No, and I and I'm incorrect. He is ahead. And he's only behind in catches, so right. Richard. I yeah. mean, he's ahead in yardage. Right? Yeah, that, that's okay. sort of what I expected. Exactly. So, all right. Uh, I think we're caught up here. All right. Go back and – oh, no, we do. A tight end question. Okay. Standard again. All right. Martellus Bennett. There we go. Eric Ebron. Hmm. Oh, boy. You know, I, I, I'm not going to overthink this. I'm going to go Martellus Bennett. He, he's a better tight end. I worry about how efficiently – this Bears offense moves. But I was real worried last week. I think this Zach Miller thing last week was just a fluke. It was one big play. He did get in the end zone again, but I think it was on three or four catches at the end. He had a monster day on three or four catches. You're missing a guy like Alshon Jeffrey. I have to believe, Rick, I've seen nothing from Wilson. I've seen nothing from since Eddie Royal went out. I've seen nothing from anyone other than Alshon Jeffrey and Eddie Royal this year at the receiver position. So this thing is going to, if they're going to move the ball, it's going to have, it's going to run through Langford one, and it's going to run through Bennett two. I think he sets up real well for a touchdown opportunity this week. Ebron's always interesting, but boy, if I'm sitting here a couple weeks away, scratching, fighting to make a playoff team, I'm not hitching my wagon to the Detroit Lions whatsoever. And no. At this point, you don't know what you're going to get. Ebron's been a good red zone target. I haven't seen a ton from him between the 20s. I think Martellus Bennett is the first option in the passing game if he's not 1B to Langford's 1A. So this is Martellus Bennett for me. Yeah, to me, if I'm doing a standard or PPR, obviously PPR, but you know, even in standard format, they both have three touchdowns. But Martellus Bennett has 48 catches to Eric Ebron's 27. That tells me that is almost twice as many opportunities to score. Right than Eric Ebron, and I, and I think that uh, I may get burned, but I'm riding Bennett yeah, I, all I, the way. I think you got to do it there. All right, let's hop back into uh, so, some updates here. looks like Vincent Jackson expected to go this week. I'm not sure how much I want to be messing with B-Jacks coming off that injury, but I wonder, Rick, do you have any concerns? It seems with Winston that when both of these guys played earlier on in the year, it was sort of a one or the other scenario, if that makes sense kind of back in the early days of Julio Jones when Roddy White was still rolling, it was one or the other, and you just had to guess right. It seems to me that Winston will sort of lock on one, so I wonder, do you have any concerns of what B-Jax means for Mike Evans, who the last couple weeks has about 30 catches, could have about 70, it seems like, as he's taken on the Jordan Matthews role of the worst hands in the league while still catching 10 balls in a time. Well, he's still the better receiver, and he's building. Let's let's face it, this is a rookie quarterback, so it takes time to build chemistry with with rookie. You know, when they're first year players, you know, playing together. I think Evans and Winston have started to develop that, and I I think Evans is a must start from here on out. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't sit him down, and I don't know. I'm not sure we'll get any Vincent Jackson questions this week, but. I'd be very, very cautious with, with him. Uh, right. As we said, Alshon Jeffrey not expected to go. We've spent a lot. We seem to spend a lot of time on the Bears. This is a very Bears-centric show when it comes well, it, to it's uh, fantasy a, football. You know, the Bears' offense for the last couple of years have been so potential, full potential. And, you know, a lot of times you get a look. Matt Forte is always a top-notch running back. 
especially in a PPR format. Right. Elshon Jeffrey, you know, was always a good player. Of course, they had Brandon Marshall. He's no longer there, so you would think the stock and potential for Elshon Jeffrey would skyrocket. He can't stay on the field. Martellus Bennett, you think, okay, he's one of the elite tight ends, which I still think he is with the 48 catches still, but all of a sudden, Zach Miller raises his ugly head when you don't need him to. Yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah. Explain that one. Right. Me. But, it, it, you know, you still have to get these guys. I mean, look at Langford, what he's done. He stepped right in and taken over for Matt Forte, and this guy's dynamite. So, yeah, that potential for the Bears offense is there as we continue to dwell more time on that. Hey, yeah. let's go to the chat room. We have another standard question All for right. you. This is Patriots. Ooh. Okay. Brandon LaFell or Danny Amendola? Danny Amendola. Well, it's a standard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, LaFell's that big target. Amendola's the, the Julian Edelman. But, you know, Gronk. It's still Amendola for me. To me, it is, too. I was going to say, Amendola. but Gronk is the red zone man. Right, right. I have to go Amendola. Gronk I think, and Blunt, they've shown now they're just going to grind it inside the right. 20. I mean, I think if, if you have um, – Look, bear in mind, if, Brandon LaFell could come out of Monday's game with three catches for 120 yards and a touch. Right. And, and if that's the case, I guess I'll say I was wrong. But I, I want opportunity. That's what I need. And Danny, Am- Danny Amendola, we'll see if he can perform it as well, but he's going to take over that Julian Edelman role. He's going to be the first target on most passing plays, the ones that aren't in the, in the game for Gronk. He's probably not going to put up a ton of yardage similar to Edelman. He's going to be limited in his touchdown production, but he's going to have way, way more opportunities than a Brandon LaFell. Even in a standard, I'm going to go Amendola, but that does make it closer. And LaFell certainly is intriguing, but I got to, I got to go Amendola. I agree. I think we have a call on the line. All right. We better uh, get to it. Yeah. Let me uh, hop over there. Area code eight, six, zero. As caller, you can thank me for actually checking the control board as Rick is all about himself. I am frozen here. I can't move. It's freezing in here. Dean, how's it going, buddy? What's up, guys? Not too much, buddy. Are you guys in the haunted uh, haunted barn today? Because the sound quality sounds pretty good today. No, we are in the posh penthouse studio, and uh, <laughs> yes, everything is soundproof, and and you know the quality is excellent. Uh, I'm going to tweet out a picture of this studio in the attic of this haunted barn with, with no heat. As I sit here, my feet are frozen to the floor. If I said the sound quality might be good because my mouth is so frozen, I can't open it the whole way, so there's less spit, there's less anger. So I think that might be what it is. Oh, okay. Checking in with the Oracle and the other Rick. Um, <laughs> I like that. Hey, got Dane. Another victory, got another victory last hey, week. Hey, Dane. Hey, Dane. Yeah. yeah. Piss off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead. You got a well, win. All right. Oh, yeah. I got, an, I got another win last week, so the dumpster fires out, you know. Hey, I could make the playoffs, man, if, if I went out and – because I'll tie this guy on points. Well, you know this is our this is our mission for 2015 is to re- turn you into the Phoenix of two years ago and give you a three peat. Man, it'll be the equivalent of like the Miracle on Ice when the Americans <laughs> beat the Russians. This will be the Miracle on Fire. <laughs> Anyways, my whole team's on a bye, man. Brandon Cooks, Antonio Brown, the whole crew. Oh, Lord. So, there's not going to be any Lamar Miller, Latavius Murray questions. i got to start them both. But I do have a quarterback question. 
Would you start Maddie Hands of Ice or Derek Carr? Carr. Yeah, I think I'd go. The, Carr's just been a touchdown machine. He's uh, going against Detroit. I mean, I, and they're coming off a rough game. Two rough Carr. games, yeah. I, I think I'd go Carr there as well. Matty is always so intriguing with the numbers Julio Jones is putting up, with the numbers Devontae Freeman's putting up. <clears throat> but it hasn't been translating to, to Matty Ice. And quite frankly, that offense has been uninspired and ugly the, la- the last few weeks. Maybe they get healthy on the bye. But Derek Carr, all he does is throw multiple touchdowns. And so I'm going to agree. I- I'm going to stick with the kid. I-, I think he's the real deal. Yeah, I, I hate watching Matt Ryan. The problem, the other problem I have is because of all this buy situation stuff, I have to start one of those Denver running backs in my flex. Uh, would would you start Hillman or, or CJ? I, I think I'm going to – oh, man. I, I think I'm Hillman here just based on opportunity. It seems he's healthy, so he's going to be the first option. I have to imagine they run a more standard offense here with, with Osweiler getting his first start. You can run. You can run on the Bears. So Hillman seems to be the first option in the red zone. I'm going to go Hillman here. Anderson's always intriguing because you like what he can offer in the pass game if they can get him involved. But I, I think in this situation, I'm going to have to play it safe and go Hillman. Just give me just based on being the first option and the first goal line option. You don't listen to me on running back questions anyway, so I, I won't even tell you that I think no. it's Hillman too. Oh, I was wait I was waiting to hear both of you, man. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going with Hillman as well, Dean. I I, I think he's the I I'll be honest with you, I think he is the better running back. And I think his whole his sole problem was, was quarterback protection, basically. I mean, uh, you know, Anderson's intriguing. I really like the kid. But um, I, I just think that Hillman can do more. And if you have, uh, you know, the first start of a quarterback in there, I, I want the guy in there that that can do more to help that quarterback. And I think Hillman's the guy. Yeah, that's what I kind of think. Is I've been hearing this week that Osweiler can, is more mobile and he can run that Kubiak uh, stretch freaking run and play the, the offense better because Manning's just a statue. Maybe he'll have a good day. You know what? I have the biggest problem of this lineup is the defense, man, because I drafted the Dolphins, and I dumped them week four, week five. And I've been streaming defenses all week, and there's really nothing to stream this week, man. I got the Chiefs, man, but I'm not feeling good about that with Phillip Rivers. Any of these other defenses grab you? Cowboys, Jags, Dolphins, Ravens? No? Now the Jags have already played, so they're out oh, yeah, of the yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, which would, would which would have been a pretty intriguing defense there, you know, if you'd have uh, thought about that a little earlier, you know, playing a kind of anemic uh, Tennessee team. But since they're out of the picture, who is it again, Kansas City and who? Yeah, they actually put up nine. Well, I, I, got, I got Kansas City, but I could go grab Cowboys, Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, Raiders. None of these appeal to me. Bucks, Colts, huh? 49ers, Bears. <laughs> I'm mildly interested in the Ravens, just with Case Keenum starting. Now, Todd Gurley could well run for 325 yards today. That would that would be my fear there. But the Ravens are somewhat intriguing with, with the with the young guy with Case Keenum. But I might tend to, you know, you know what, Kansas City, San Diego's good. I don't know what your scoring is like. San Diego's going to put up a ton of yards, and they're probably going to score, but they're going to turn the ball over. Melvin Gordon's favorite thing to do is fumble. 
Rivers will yeah. throw a couple of picks. So I, I think there's probably more opportunity there. They've, they've shown to be ball hockey in the last several weeks. So you're probably safer there if you really want to shoot for the moon, you know, the, the Ravens and Keenum. But I think you're going to see so much out of Gurley. I don't know how many opportunities Keenum's going to have to screw it up and, and get you points out of the Ravens. Yeah, I think uh, isn't that San Diego offensive line decimated? Oh, the, the entire team is. It, it's it, it's a, just a disaster. Now Rivers is still going to drop back sixty five times, and he's going to have three hundred and twenty yards. But I think you're going to see some turnovers. There's not going to be a ton in the running game. You always worry about garbage time points. I think Kansas City could get up fairly early in this one, being that their offense isn't so dynamic. I I think yeah, I think the Chiefs is the best option. It's not a good option, but I, it's probably the best one there. Yeah, that's cool. Think, so I'm going. I'm yeah, going up I against. Yeah, I think Rock they're off. the best. I think they're the best defense. Yeah. The, what you mentioned that you know the only thing I don't like about Kansas City is they give up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, and yep. what the Steel Rivers like to do. He likes to throw the football. Fortunately, the best option yeah. is Stevie Johnson. So well, well yeah, that's a, that was the second point is they don't have any receivers other than Stevie Johnson and Dontrell Inman. You know, save Antonio Gates. So. I, yeah, I would just go with the best defense, and that's probably Kansas City. That's cool. I'm going up against Brock Osweiler. I wish he would play Peyton, but whatever. <laughs> uh, hey, is Ashlon Jeffrey out this week? Yep, he has officially been ruled out. That's cool. I know this guy has Jeffrey. Hopefully he's sleeping late, and he, he'll leave him in there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we'll All take right, him by the win's a win. Yeah, I'm going to let you go. Keeping with the Bears theme, I finished my roof this week. I feel like I carried the ball 25 times against the 85 Bears. Well, put your put your feet up, get a nice cold beer, and enjoy some football today. You earned it. Man, if I if if, if I win today, man, this this is the hardest week I have left because everyone's on a bye. But I've been roll I've been rolling, dude. I've put up some serious points lately. We got to get through this week, buddy, and we'll get you there. All right, man. You guys enjoy the day. Enjoy your holiday, and I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Good Best of luck, you, Dean. Take care. All right. All right. Let's get caught up in the chat room there, buddy. And right. uh, we have – okay, we did a little fell. Okay, we have – this is kind of an open-end question because we don't know who the free agent quarterbacks are. It says Flacco, Stafford, or some other free agent quarterback. <laughs> i tell you what, going against Oakland, I think I might just go with Matt Stafford one time. They you know bad. me. They've looked bad. They looked bad. Raiders have been real bad, so I, yeah. I might agree. Not knowing what's on the waiver wire, um, there are some other guy. <laughs> I don't right. know who some other guy is. I in this week, I just can't imagine there's much out there on the wire. Quite frankly, I know who do I end up having to pick up in the league of consequence? There was just nobody. Yeah, Alex Smith or somebody like that. I picked him like up that. and dropped him immediately for somebody else that that I found. I can't remember. So it's so thin if your league's like ours. Stafford, I think Stafford will be okay this week. He's going to turn the ball over. He's going to make you want to pull your hair out of your head. This could be a very high-scoring game. I actually though, loaded up on defenses. Calvin Johnson in DFS all over the place this week. I think this is just the kind of game where – the Raiders have just been bad. As good as that offense, as good as Derek Carr and Cooper and Crabtree have been, that defense has been bad. Well, yeah, I mean, they talk about the rough day they had against Pittsburgh. Well, you know, they put, what, 35 points up against Pittsburgh. Right. So, yeah, it's the defense, it's, yeah, not the offense. Yeah, you score 35, 3,000 miles from your house, you ought to win that game. Yeah, right, <laughs> I mean, quite exactly. Simply. Okay, let's go on here. Tyrod Taylor, we're coming back, Tony Romo. Uh, I got Tyrod, Rick, as my quarterback start of the week. Yeah, we I've, saw how that game went in Buffalo. 
I expect it to be kind of similar. Bill Belichick hates, 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 hates Rex Ryan. So he's going to come out, pedal down. I think the Patriots are vulnerable. We talked about that Wednesday. I'll get that show up. I'm still trying to clean up the audio. We had a lot of difficulties Wednesday, so if anybody's looking for that, I am working to clean it up and make it listenable. But we had a conversation about – anyhow, it doesn't matter. Let's, uh, I'm getting caught up in the minutiae here. we got a lot, of, lot to get to. He's going to come out and hammer down. Hammer, right. They're going to get up. But Tyrod Taylor, the way he plays offense, you got a healthy walk-ins. you got Carlos Williams off the, off the injury report. LaShawn McCoy is as healthy as LaShawn McCoy can be. They're going to be in catch-up mode. And I think Tyrod Taylor puts up a big numbers in a losing effort, but I think he puts up fairly big numbers. I like Tyrod Taylor, another one of my DFS plays this week. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I am so glad that Tony Romo's back since I was all in on Des Bryant this year. Well, let's give it a week or two. Yeah, I mean, how is that collarbone? How is the arm strength? You know, that's the thing. Is it just going to be a lot of short stuff to try to develop some timing and so forth? You know, maybe Jason Wittenstock starts going up a little bit. But, that's uh, the guy I think benefits the most. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I'd have to go Tyrod Taylor in this situation. Okay, we have one here. Smith, Fitz, Cousins. Now, I'm assuming this, this is the quarterbacks that's on the free agent oh, okay. market. <laughs> In the previous question, with Flacco or Staff. Okay, so Alex Flacco? Smith versus San Diego is interesting. Fitzpatrick against uh, who was that? that who are the Jets playing? playing? We haven't talked about that game at all. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Where my oh, Texas, Houston, not a bad match up there. No, they look good against Cincinnati, but they've been pretty bad up until that point. <sighs> he just had surgery on that hand. I know it's his offhand, but he. I worry about ball security there a little bit. Smith, I, I like anybody going up against that. Yeah, I almost feel bad for the Chargers. I've always disliked the Chargers. I, I mean, don't know why. The Chargers why. have been giving up a ton of rushing yards. Not so bad That's against true. the pass. That's true. That's very true. And who was the third one? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm not messing with Cousins again. I like what I've seen out of Cousins recently. But going up against San Diego, Cousins is a guy who loves to turn the ball over. And it, it, that game could get ugly. Actually, when we get to game picks, I like Washington this week. I just don't expect huge things from Cousins. So, I'm going to bear with – I don't even remember who, who it was, the, the first Stafford. Two. Stafford, talk, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Stafford over those guys. It's close for me with Smith. Yeah. Smith might be a, a roll of the dice if you wanted to play play craps a little bit with it, but I think I still go Stafford here. Yeah, actually, just actually I think uh, yeah, Stafford's my first pick. I think maybe Fitzpatrick's second then maybe Flacco and Smith are right about there, but I, I might I, tell you Fitzpatrick. But he just he had surgery ten days ago or eleven days ago or something. I worry yeah, but he about played that. last week, and you know so. Well, he had the surgery since he played. I think he opted. Didn't he have it the day after? Oh, could be. They had that Thursday game. He gotcha. Had the right, surgery. right, right. Gotcha. He, he's yep. good to go. You, you just wonder. Okay. I don't like messing with that. Yeah, stick with Stafford. I think is against that Oakland defense. I need to take a chance. Okay. Need on to, romance. Okay, need to take a chance on. Me guy for the week, Nate Washington, Kamir Aiken, Dontrell Inman, your your boy, Mr. Baldwin. Okay. Leonard Hackerson, Terrence Williams. Standard going? scoring. Need one. Oh, oh man. That's I, a, I, I'll be honest with you. I think he has been about the order that I would go. <laughs> sort of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, good order. I think just to rank them beforehand. Yeah, I mean, Washington and Aiken, are, to me, are close. Inman 
hey, I picked up some stock on Inman because he's a number two guy on a pretty dynamic offense. But let's not forget with San Diego, it's it's Gates, Woodhead, Gates, Johnson before Inman. So think, he's going to be the fourth option, even though he's the, the second wide I think receiver. It, I think it goes in order. Gates, Woodhead, Gates, Woodhead, Gates. <laughs> Gates. Gates, Johnson, Johnson, Gates. Inman. <laughs> yeah. No, Johnson, Woodhead, Inman, I think is the order yeah. it's going to go in. So, yeah, he, he's intriguing. He's in a good situation there. But there's a reason he was the fifth or sixth guy in that depth chart and found right. himself where he is now. Yeah, Washington, DeAndre Hopkins has been banged up a little bit. He is going to go today, but he's dealing with that knee. He's been performing. I don't like to match up with the Jets, but he, he's a big target. Yeah, Hoyer's out. You worry about that. See, that's what yeah. that's what's killing me with Hoyer out. You know, I'm not sure Kamar Aiken might not be the best option. That's where I was starting to lean a little bit. It's not a good matchup with the Rams, but Joe Flacco's not scared of anybody. He's still going to fling it around. You know what? I'm going Aiken here. Yeah. He's the only option they have. For, they're going to take Forsett out. Forsett isn't going to be – They're tough against a run. Exactly. exactly Forsett's yeah. not Langford in terms of dynamic enough. Yeah, I think this is Aiken because he may be outside of Crockett Gilmore – the real only option they have. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flip flop there. I'd sort of forgotten about Hoyer being out this week. I'm gonna go Kamar Aiken there. I am going to go along with you. I think Aiken is is the best choice out of that scenario. Okay, standard scoring, Jordan Matthews or James Starks. Jordan uh, that's it's gotta be Jordan Matthews. I think it has to be. Lacey's gonna go today. I don't know what role who's gonna have Stark, oh, you want to get Starks in there. You know what? Starks is going to be like the starter today, but Eddie Lacy has had, a, even according to uh, McCarthy, a great, great practices. You know, great. Look much better this week. It, it seems to me it was a kick in the butt last week. I was thinking that pre- prepping for the show last night. I was thinking. That groin, we had heard nothing about that groin right. up right up until game time. And it, I think that was a, like you use your word, a wake up call. And I think he's going to be given an opportunity today. I do too. And, and Stark, we talked about Starks last week against a very opportunistic opportunity, I would, should say. Against, yeah, no, I mean, a very juicy opportunity toward, you know, against Detroit. And of course, they lost a the game, so the whole offense failed. But he just didn't do anything dynamic. He didn't do anything to to keep you know, be a spark plug to that right, offense. Right. Lacey can do could, that. Could right. Yeah. So I think Starks is. You're kind of waiting for him to bust a long one to put up the kind of numbers we've seen. And, and we talked a lot about Jordan Matthews off the top. Hopefully we we're listening at that point. But I think Arrow's pointing up a little bit. So I'm going to go Jordan Matthews there. Yeah, I'm going Jordan Matthews as well. Okay, we have a tight end question. Standard. In several leagues. Okay. And to me, it's easy. But Gates or Ebron? Uh, It's Gates. Gates or Witten? Still Gates. It is to me, too. I think you've got to go Gates. Boy, I tell you what, he is just. And he's it right. Him and Woodhead. Yeah. Yeah, we just just hit on the order. (laughs) Right. Gates, Woodhead, Gates, Gates. Right, I think he's just going to have so many opportunities in with with Floyd out and, and with um, 
uh, Keenan Allen. God, my my name, my mind went blank. Panic on your face. When yeah, you I was just kind of trying to think there. Completely yeah, completely escaped you. Exactly. Just pure panic on your face. I know. I hate that. I just hate that when you <laughs> when you right on the tip of your tongue, you can't come up with. No, but with Allen and Floyd gone, I mean, the red zone target. Who's your red zone target? Right. Man? It's and Woodhead and Gates and Gates and Gates. Yeah. And Woodhead and Gates and Gates and Woodhead. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, Sounds you like have a rap to, song. You worry about his injuries. I mean, there's a comment in the chat room. You worry about his his injuries, but look, Ladarius Green's the one you need to worry about. He's he's out. He's not playing. Gates is is like, um, I mean, Calvin Johnson is basically like Antonio Gates. Okay, you know, if you think about it, they're both the same. They're always banged up, right? And they're going to play through them. Unless it's serious and you hear about it, Gates is going to be in there probably for eighty-five percent of the snaps. Right. He's so the, it's Gates. He's the first option on every third down play and every goal line play. So yeah, you gotta. You know, Witt, <clears throat> excuse me, Witten's always intriguing, especially with Romo, with Romo coming yeah. back. But certainly this week, and I even think going forward, unless Gates is out, you're 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 all Gates all the time. I agree. All right, we're caught up, mister. All right, well, how about what time? Oh, it's quarter till. Why don't we pick some games as I check, uh, try to check for some, any updated uh, active, inactive information. But uh, let's get to it. We talked a good bit about this game. Lions at home taking on Rick Briggs Raiders. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I, yeah, quarterback Derek Carr is my start of the week. And, I mean, if you're not starting him every week – um, you, you certainly should be. And I, I like the Raiders this game, even in Detroit. I like them to bounce back 35-24. Yeah, real bad loss to the Steelers. Just sort of got shellacked last week by the Vikings. I think the Raiders are still going to have something to say about the wild card picture in the AFC, and this is the kind of game that, that gets you back healthy. I think the Lions will obviously be able to score. I got the Raiders 27-23. Falcons at home coming off a bye, taking off Matt Hasselback and your Indianapolis Colts. Every, every team's my team. I it tell you what, sounds good. I don't know. I that. am. I'm. I'm really liking what Matt Hasselback has done. He's played within his forty whatever, forty one year old body, and he's he's um, very intelligently running this offense in a calm way and getting it done. And I think the Colts in a mild upset can handle Atlanta in Atlanta, and I'm going Indianapolis 31, Atlanta 27. I got the Falcons 28-24, but I do want to say, you know who intrigues me this week, who in DFS leagues where I've loaded up in other places is... Gore. No. Okay. Uh, Andre Johnson. Okay. Old guy to old guy. Doesn't that feel like a good connection? It seems he has been more involved lately. He's been a red zone target type of guy. Where, where Moncrief at the beginning of the year was kind of going gangbusters, he's been on a steady decline while it's been a slower yet steady incline, I guess it is, for, for Andre Johnson. And Hilton's been so iffy all year. Right, and, and I think he's back healthy, so he's clearly the number one there. I think we've got a lot of Hilton questions in the in the mailbag when we get there. But Andre Johnson's somebody who intrigues me here. Like I said, I've got the Falcons here 28-24. For me, quite frankly, this this is a coin toss game. Watch out for Andre John. Somebody you can get for around 5,200, 5,100, I think it was. Right. FanDuel, I don't know what it was. I didn't play any DraftKings this week. Just so, somebody I'm watching, somebody I'm keeping an eye on. Where the Colts, Hasselbeck will be able to move the ball, and the Colts will be able to score. Uh, Texans at home taking on the Jets. Yeah, I don't really 
look for this superb effort that we saw against Cincinnati. I, I think the Jets go into Houston, bully the Texans around, and, and walk out of there 27-14. Yeah, I, I don't think it's close. You know, feeling good, leading the division, <laughs> the Texans right. coming off that Monday night game. I think that was more about Cincinnati and less about Houston. They're coming in with a backup quarterback. Right. They're coming up, coming in with a limited DeAndre Hopkins. I just doesn't look good. I can just see Chris Ivory running hog wild over this Texans defense, and I got the Jets 30-13. to The Sanchez is back, baby. Philadelphia at home taking on Jameis Winston in the Bucs. There's just something about these two teams that make you want to pull their, your hair out. Oh, both of them. Philadelphia is one of these teams that, oh, man, you know, there's so much talent there. There's so much potential for fantasy. It just, you know, just – for watching the action, and you can like, eh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay is kind of like, boy, <laughs> this is a bad team, and then they just turn around and beat the tar out of somebody. And how do you, you know, how do you put this together? I don't know, but I tell you what, just to make you know my long explanation short, Tampa Bay twenty-four, Eagles twenty-one in Philly in the cold, come out of there somehow an upset. Yeah, I'd like to go back, Rick, and check. We I don't keep good track of – I probably could. I've got the show sheets. I don't think I've thrown any of them out. I'm pretty certain I've picked the Eagles every week this season just because you never know, and I just keep buying in. And in here, it's the rookie quarterback. It is the bad weather. You know, Tampa Bay historically, none of the players on this team that have historically has struggled going up north this time of year. I'm going to go to the Eagles here. I buy into the Sanchez being a better fit in this offense. If if the Buck, if the Eagles win by 30, if the Bucks win by 30, or it ends in a 0-0 tie, I will be no more surprised under any of those scenarios. So just for the hell of it, I've got the Eagles 24-14. Uh, here we are back to the official Chicago Bears podcast. Rick, the Bears at home taking on Brock Osweiler and the Denver Broncos. It's such a intriguing game, and um, I just think somewhere along the line, even with Osweiler, in spite of Osweiler, I think the Denver defense is good enough, especially without Elshon Jeffrey, to trip up Jay Cutler somewhere along the line. And I think the Broncos can walk out of there, you know, with their squeaker, twenty to seventeen. I have written down Rick the Bears 24-20. I did this before Alshon Jeffrey was declared out. I think that is easily a touchdown difference in this game. So if I do that, I've got the Broncos 2017. I think it's all about Alshon Jeffrey. I think that game's that close, and Alshon Jeffrey being out is a tiebreaker for me. Ravens at home taking on the Rams. I am really not – I tell you what, Baltimore – they have a, a, a mystique of the past around them. You know, they think that, uh, this team's going to wake up and so forth. I don't think so. I think St. Louis comes to Baltimore. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be, you know, ugly. pretty nip and tuck. But I think St. Louis wins 24-21. It's going to be an ugly one. I just can't pick Case Keenum to go on the road, even against a bad Ravens team to win. So I got the Ravens 20-17. to Tony Romo is back, thank God, thank God, just in time for uh, the Thanksgiving games as well. <laughs> That's right, very important right. to me. I didn't want to be watching Matt Castle on Thanksgiving. I already <laughs> got to watch Matt Stafford, for God's sake, every year. At, and in Miami, taking on the Dolphins, by Miami Dolphins. Romo's just coming back. 
that that gives me a little bit of pause. They're in Miami. That gives me a little bit of pause. But Miami's not that good, so it's two to one. I'm giving Miami a 24-23 win. I tell you what, we're about right there for pretty much all those reasons. I've got Miami 26-23. And something I hadn't thought about until I brought up Thanksgiving, I wonder what this means as you're looking at a team of the Cowboys that got to win out. Let's say they can eke one out here. It's probably not a good thing that then they got to turn around and play in four days on Thanksgiving Day again with Tony Romo trying to shake that rust off. You know he's got to be out of shape. I'm sure he's working out like a maniac. But the old cliche, you just you can't you can't practice game speed. I, no. I wonder what that means for them. I don't even know who they're playing on on Thanksgiving. I'll, I'll effort that as we sit here. I just wonder what that's going to look like for them because you know we're going to have a lot of Romo questions heading into next week as well. Well, yeah, and I mean, you talk about practice and game speed and this kind of thing, and you worry to me. It's oh, it's Carolina. Oh, it's Carolina <laughs> at Dallas next on, on a short on week Thursday. with Tony yeah. Romo out of shape. Uh, you, yeah, you bad. worry about game speed. Okay, now you're playing Carolina. You worry about arm strength. Yeah, and you worry about him getting a hell knock. I mean, yeah, you say you're working out. I mean, you know, he's basically just trying to get timing down. He's got to get strength back in his arm and you can only do that by throwing yeah I, I can't imagine you're doing much lifting when you're trying to heal from a bone right broken bone so, so, so there's his arm strength right so i mean yeah it's worrisome and you know if they eke one out against miami boy, I tell you, it's a tough road to hoe i mean they're still alive but right you know, they're it, it's they control their destiny period all right panthers still undefeated and i feel disrespected at home taking on the washington redskins yeah, and I I think this defense is, is championship caliber. The offense still lacking in weapons, you know, with Calvin Benjamin out for the year, but they still have Cam Newton, Jonathan Stewart still healthy. And uh, I like Carolina in a close one, 30-26. Devin Funches getting his first official start today. Does that, that move the needle for you? He's looked better of late. Yeah, he's looked better, but um, I worry about – Look, Calvin Benjamin came on the scene last year as a rookie. Right. Took it by a start. Hey, there's a reason Funches hasn't been starting over Ted Ginn. <laughs> that, and, okay. There's something to be said for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my concern. You know, it doesn't really move the needle for me a lot. Now, he starts performing for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got my attention. Right. Hey, anyhow, back to this game. This is my upset pick of the week, Rick. I keep doing this. I've done it two or three weeks in a row. The Redskins aren't the best matchup, but I like what Kirk Cousins has been doing. They at least, you know, against everything I'm saying, I understand against the worst defense in the history of time in, in the 2015 Saints. They committed <laughs> to running the ball a little bit. Jordan Reed is healthy. I think he can be a di- difference maker for that offense. And I just, as good as Carolina is, and I grant you they're good, they're not a 10-0 and team. They've got to lose two or three before this thing's over. You're going to lose one they don't expect. So my upset special, I'm going to take the Redskins here, 23-20. Uh, talked a good bit about this game early on. Chargers at home taking on the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. Um, they're, they just seem to be on a roll and playing like we can still win this division. And, you know, after they beat up Denver last week, I, I, I just don't think that uh, – I think this team's good enough. You know, Chikandrick West has not missed. We always talk about Langford not missing a beat with, uh, you know, Forte going at it. Right. I tell you what, this kid's been doing it twice as long 
with Jamal Charles out. And the Chiefs' defense just seems to be getting better. And uh, I'm going Kansas City 30-21. to 21. Everything you said is 100% right. But. I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers here 33-31. Chiefs, I don't – they come off a big win, an emotional win, as bad as Peyton Manning was. You could just tell the Chiefs wanted that one more. I think if Peyton Manning was healthy, the Chiefs would have somehow won that game. They don't seem like the type of team. Andy Reid doesn't seem like the type of coach that puts a couple of these together. You got another bitter division rival. I just think they find a way to botch it. And so I'm going to go with uh, San Diego and and my boy Phil Rivers here, 33-31. The Vikings are rolling. Here's a big one at home taking on uh, the sliding and division rival Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and this is – I think this is a real defining game for the AFC North. Minnesota looks – Great. Packers look like they're in disarray. In fact, you know, Randall Cobb is probably one of the sits of the week, you know, when you're talking top-notch wide receivers. But um, I'm looking for Green Bay. I'm looking for Eddie Lacy to make an impression in this game. And somewhere along the line, Aaron Rodgers is going to carry this team. And I think Green Bay wins in a very close game, 31-24. This is one of those games realistic. Told me everything that had happened all season and put no names and no team name around it. I would say that the Vikings are going to win this game by 10. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But I just have to believe this is Aaron Rodgers. This is the Packers. This team is not as good. We spent a lot of time on this on Wednesday, Rick. This team took a huge step back when Jordy Nelson went out. Do I want to predict Eddie Lacy? This is his comeback week. Yeah, I want to. I don't know if I'm right, but I think he's going to have the opportunity I think he's woken up a little bit. It, Aaron Rodgers just isn't going to lose four in a row, Rick. That's what it comes down to for me. So, I mean, I don't know. if The Vikings are better, but are they ready to take that next step? I'm not sure they're there yet. So, I got the pack 33-27. How much time do you want to spend on the Seahawks at home taking on your 49ers? I'd really love to sit for uh, the remainder of the show and break this classic down. <laughs> But I think Seattle's going to win 24-10. Yeah, I got 31-13. It's going to be ugly. Really, really looking forward to this one. I might have to take a nap this afternoon so I can make it the whole way through. Cardinals at home taking off the bank, taking on the Bengals coming off their first loss. Talk about a defining game with Minnesota and Green Bay. I think this is extremely defining for Cincinnati. Come off that debacle against Houston already. The Cincinnati fan base is talking, here we go again. Can't do it in prime time. You Can't go out to playoffs. Arizona. You go out to Arizona and just play well. You don't even have to beat these cats. Right. All right. But you better look good. Yeah. You better look like this could be another, uh, uh, you know, look forward to maybe a Super Bowl rematch right, of these right, guys right. later. You got nipped by a field goal here, right. but we'll, like see in, we'll see in February. Exactly. That being said, I think Cincinnati is a very good team. I don't think they're as good as the Cardinals. Right. But I think this is going to be one of those defining moments where it's like, okay, we lost two in a row, but you know what? We're still the Bengals. We're still a good team. I like Arizona 28-27. You know, I've come to this conclusion, Rick, based on a couple of games, which is what I do. I just draw sweeping conclusions based well, yeah. on very little evidence. That's that's what we do. Cincinnati offense, they aren't that good. They put up some numbers at the beginning of the year. Right. You get shut down by the Steelers. 
you get shut down by the Texans at home on Monday night football. They can't run the ball. A.J. Green's still one of the best in the business. Marvin Jones is I. He's a decent piece, but he's not a studly number two, and we get 500 Marvin Jones questions every single week, Twitter in the mailbag. I'm not certain that the Bengals are for real. Andy Dalton is above the mean in terms of – I have a question for you. All right. While you're right in the middle of this, I don't interrupt, but there's been conversations after certain games. You know, Tyler Eifert is the next Gronk. I mean, he just – why aren't they using this guy? Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, some games. All he does is make plays. Yeah, some games it's huge. And in other games, it, it's like they try to force feed, you know, Hill. Right. And, and that's another thing. Explain that one. Who's, right. Who was the leading rusher for against Houston in that in that bad game? I assume Bernard. Bernard, right. Yeah, a, a mere 36 yards. Right. But they still keep trying to make this. I don't know if it's they're trying to make the two-headed monster work, or they're just trying to make Hill work. I'm, I'm not sure what the the situation is, or maybe it is bad play calling. Maybe it's Dalton not executing. I, you know, I'm not really sure what the problem there's is. Big qu- bottom line is, with all that skill, there's big question marks yeah, on that team offense. Exactly. Yeah, and you look at it. I think a lot of it is play calling. We went into my start lock start of the week. Made a made a buffoon out of me, which doesn't take a lot. I grant you, two three weeks ago, whenever it was when they played at Pittsburgh, was Gio Bernard that type of back, that type of pass catching back, just eats the Steelers lunch for the last right. two or three years. He caught one ball late. They gave him zero carries. They didn't even look his way till I the know. fourth quarter. Jeremy Hill, they can't run with Jeremy Hill. Right now you're looking at Andy Dalton, who I think is just a – he might be a top 12 guy, top 15 guy. wise But he's not a top five or seven guy in terms of quarterback. I'm not even talking fantasy in terms of quarterback in the NFL. I know. You got A.J. Green. You, you like Jones. You like some of those bit players. So then it comes down to Eifert. That team's not that good offensively. So all of that to get to the – the point that the Cardinals are that good offensively and the Cardinals are really good defensively yeah. they are at home this is a tough place to play and Andy Dalton in his career has shown no inclination to play even like an adequate NFL quarterback when the lights are on in the playoffs on Monday night in Sunday night football so I agree with you if they can come in and keep it close I might back off of some of this I'm not sure that they do that and I got the Cardinals 27-17 and that might be low Quite frankly. Yeah, and you look, Cardinals or the Bengals can play some defense. Yeah, so I will give them that. We're not the only guys. I mean, at, through the preseason, I mean, and you know, I was high on Bernard going in here, and we were both high on this, you know, two-headed monster they had in Cincinnati, talking about the Reggie Bush and you know, Joyke Bell year. You right. know, they, there's everybody was out there talking about these guys could both run for a thousand yards. You know, they could both have 1500 total yards. Yeah. 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 They're not even coming close. No, no. And Hill's been bad. I don't know if it's Hill or if it's the offensive line, any mere number of things. Right. And after all the success they had with Bernard early in the year, they've gone away from him. Right. No, I'm sure there's a reason that we are obviously not smart enough to figure out, but when I look at it, who was your best option out of that backfield? You quit using them. You keep yeah. force feeding Jeremy Hill at two yards a pop. So, and and you get what you get now. All right, and Monday night, Patriots in Foxborough taking on the Bills. A grudge match here. They're talking about two coaches who hate each other. I like that. This is my upset special. Of the week. I like you had the guts to do this. I am going Buffalo Bills upset the New England Patriots in Foxborough, twenty-seven to twenty-five. Patriots are vulnerable. 
and they're going to be vulnerable going forward. How many of these pieces can you keep losing? That's Beyond the thing. right? Julian Edelman. You could probably be at least third or fourth on the depth chart of the offensive line there. They're pulling guys off the street. They're tar- starting tight ends at tackle. And to his credit, Belichick is just that good. Brady are, is just that good to make it work somewhat with this, but it's going to catch up with you against good teams. That said, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure that Buffalo is that good of a team. So I got the Patriots here 37-27. I think it's Patriots up big and Tyra and a lot of garbage time for your for Taylor, uh, Watkins, uh, Carlos Williams. He's guaranteed to get in the end zone for your bills. But I'm going to stick with the Pats here 37-27. All right. Well, let's go to the chat room. All we right. have a standard question. And this is kind of difficult. Uh, I don't like the James Starks, Ronnie Hillman. James Starr, that's Hillman. I don't think it's close. I, I feel good. Here's my problem. I feel good, this is going to sound stupid, about the Broncos' run game this week. I think Dean made the point. Osweiler's a little more mobile. They can run that that goofy system that, that Kubiak likes to run. I don't, just don't know who it's going to be. That's why I get nervous there. I think they're going to have success running the ball. Hillman, like we talked about with Dean, he's going to be the first option So if he does well. So I'm going to go Hillman here. I don't even want to get to messing around. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah, I'm with you. I think Hillman is the start here. Starks, you know, Starks, with everything going on with Lacey and the Packers and so forth, Starks just seems to be – Fool's gold. Right. You know, it's like, oh, man, I got to get James Starks in there. You know, I got to get him in there. And I, I think, you know, once you take him with the assay office, you're going to say, man, this, this is pyrite, pal. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. I, I just have to go with Hillman Tell in this situation. Tell me if I'm thinking about this backwards. And this is some reverse logic. So I'm going to ask you, you believe the Packers are going to get it on track? They're going to win this division and go to the playoffs? <sighs> I th- oh, I definitely think they're going to the playoffs. I think they get on track. I think they are a okay. They're six and three right now. They're on a skid. I think they're an eleven five team. Okay, so we we both agree the Packers are going to get back on track, right. right? This team cannot. And this is my logic. I won't assign this to you. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. This team will not get back on track unless Eddie Lacy gets back on right. track. So this is kind of working backwards. This tells me that Eddie Lacy's going to get it going here, that Eddie Lacy's going to figure it out. Now, I think I'm assigning you assume the Packers are going to get back on track just because of the Packers and they have Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think it happens. I think it happens, but it doesn't happen without Eddie Lacy. So by the some sort of BS mathematical theory, that tells me statistically Lacy's got to get it going here. Exactly. That's how you get a good look. You have Aaron Rodgers. This guy is, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have to get with Jordy Nelson out of there. Randall Cobb has not, he's just not that type of guy to be the huge playmaker. You have, you have to get the running game going, get that defense worried about the run before Randall Cobb can be really be effective. And that's what they have to do. You're not going to do it with Starks. I, I, you know, we talked about that before. He right. He's come in in cup situations, looks great. Right. And that's what he is. He's a great backup running back. But Look, I mean, you give Ke- him the start. Everybody had Kevin Falk on their fantasy lineup oh, for years absolutely. for New England, you right. know. But he never was a starting running back. And the right very times he did. He was awful. 
<laughs> he was terrible. Yeah, I mean, he tried to get that yeah. role. He just wasn't it. It's, I think Starks fits that yeah. bill. Well, we spent a lot of time on this Wednesday, and being that it's not posted, I'll go ahead and put it out there now. Here's the reason Randall Cobb has been bad. Here's the reason. He's a slot guy. He worked the middle of the field, right, Rick? Right. So you had Jordy Nelson as a deep threat taking the top off. You had you. Whoa, whoa, Rick's just destroying the studio. Yeah, oh, there we go. My headset. There we go. <laughs> the headset just popped. I think that was one of those ghosts. The headset just popped off his head and, and banged around. So Jordy Nelson was your deep deep threat. You had Eddie Lacy running the ball like a madman. So you had to have extra guys in the box. You had to have an extra safety up top to try and at least somewhat contain a Jordy Nelson, which left the middle of the field wide open. And Randall Cobb is the best slot receiver, save for, for Julian Edelman, maybe. Randall Cobb is the one of the two or three best, uh, whether they go too far, one of the two or three best slot receivers in the NFL. Right now, being that he is the number one threat on that Packers offense, you they can teams can take away that middle of the field. You have no fear of any of these donkeys going over the top. To this point, you have no fear of the running game, be it Eddie Lacy, James Starks, or anybody else. So defenses can play in a manner that takes away uh, – and, and Adams is the same way. Adams doesn't seem to be a legitimate downfield threat. So you take away that intermediate level of the defense – and all of a sudden, you shut the Packers down. So to get it going, Jordy Nelson isn't coming back. They don't have that deep threat at wide receiver on the team. So the only thing that can turn it around is a good running game. And quite frankly, that's going to have to be Eddie Lacy because James Starks just is not that guy. Boy, that horse, dead horse has been kicked. We oh. get, we got that one. Well, nobody heard it. it. You've heard me that's say true. this six yeah. times now, but nobody. Yeah, we say none it. of these folks have. They heard it on the Fantasy Sports right. Network. I haven't posted Wednesday's show yet, so this is the first time for our folks hearing it. You're sick of hearing it. That's why yeah. why your headphones just shot off your head and you disappeared there. <laughs> like for that a little commercial, bit. Yeah, you know, that everybody's <laughs> head flies off. All right, let's go to the chat. Yes, let's here. get back. We gotta get the mail back too. It's ten half. Well, this is part of the mail back. Oh, absolutely. Here. Much more important. Yeah. Top priority. PPR flex. Oh, back to PPRs. Okay. Hillman. Okay. Gore. Richard Matthews. Oh, all right. So it's Gore or Richard Matthews. Oh man. PPR. Is this Richard Matthews? I think it is. <sighs> Are they going to commit to running the ball against a bad Atlanta defense with the backup Hasselback? Is he going to commit to running the ball? Oh, that is so tough. I think I have to go Gore in this oh, situation. This is 50-50 for it, me. It, it's it's so tough, man. Tough. I mean, you got Rashard Maddie. You were going against Dallas. I mean, you know, if Romo comes Dallas back. Dallas playing some defense. Well, the thing is, if, if Romo does come back, Miami – Maybe forced to go to the air. I mean, say say all of a sudden Tony Romo gets in there and boom, boom, it's fourteen nothing. Somehow, you know, he just happens. Well, it could be. It could be. Because you just have to get it in the vicinity of Des Bryant. You right. just have to get it in the vicinity. And he has to put of, forth a little bit of effort right. and not worry about a flag. Well, there's that. <laughs> there is that. And we have to have Greg Hardy not twist somebody's head off. But okay. I tell you what, it, it's a toss-up to oh, me. I really man. like Gore with Hasselback in there against Atlanta. Oh man, I tell you, talk me out of Gore. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to talk myself out, talk myself into Gore. I almost feel like I, I want this to be Gore. Man, I'm, I'm. Oh, this is so tough, so tough. Falcons just aren't that good defensively. 
uh, Cowboys have kept games close. Yeah, they're they're losing by a field goal. Nobody's ripping them up out there. Oh man, this is I, what a good question. This, this is fifty fifty for me. Oh wow, I'm trying to do some quick research here. The internet's being a little slow. Probably because it's eight degrees up here and everything's frozen what solid. In the pot? It's beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous. Okay, okay. Let's, Frank Gore, five hundred ninety nine yards. Four touchdowns. He's got 135 yards receiving with 20 receptions. This is PPR. I think that just gives me the edge. Okay, we have like, what, 647 yards receiving for Rashard Matthews. I think 47 catches. I don't have it right in front of me, but I think I saw that earlier. Well, I tell you, it's close. But I think I'm. I think the edge to me goes to Gore. I just think he's could be with Matt Hasselback could get some of these questions questions get some of these catches out of the backfield and i think you're going to rely on the run game i'm going with frank gore by a 51 49 to richard matthews yeah i can't get i'm I'm trying to get uh gore's game logs here the last couple of weeks and I okay i'll can't. give them to you oh yeah if you have it there i just can't get it to pull up right now and that's a new computer isn't it well, yeah, a new old computer oh okay well anyway it's making okay i have uh frank gore up here so and you weren't looking for the last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, give me the last three or four games. 83 yards and a touchdown and 19 yards receiving against Denver in week nine. Of course, last week was the bye week. The week before that, he had 70 yards and 22 yards receiving against a tough Carolina defense. Before that, he, he was pretty quiet against New Orleans, 43 yards and 32 yards. Okay, all right, so he's consistently 70 or 80 total yards. He's crept probably up. a bigger threat for the end zone. I'm going to agree with you. 51-49, I'm going to go Frank Gore here. Because I, I don't expect more than 80 yards out of Rashard Matthews, right? And he isn't going to do that on seven catches. He's going right. to do it on four. I'm going to go Gore. I think there's a better end zone opportunity for Gore. I think these guys are even yardage-wise. The thing I liked about Gore, especially last – or not last week, but the last game against Denver, he had 29 touches. Right. I mean, that's that's a good workload. And we see Frank Gore. I don't care how old he is. I, what was it, two years ago? I said, until he retired, I'm going to, I'm going to start Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like as the season progresses – Offenses tend to lean on this guy. He's a lot like uh, Marshawn Lynch has been right, known to do. Right, starts wearing down defenses as the season goes on. He just seems to look. I, I'm going to agree with you here. I think, I think the output yardage wise is likely to be the same. He is going to have more opportunities, which gives him a higher ceiling and a better shot to get in the end zone because Matt. Matthews is going to have to break a longer one. If that happens, that happens. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go Gore here. I'm with you. I'm All right. Let's get the mailbag. All have. right. We have here. I need three spots. I get a five-point bonus for anybody who goes over five catches. So that's oh, interesting. Okay. So we got Gronk in uh, parentheses. It says, duh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's not even include it. He's one. Yeah. I got Cobb. Larry Fitz, I think that's another duh. Yeah, that's number two. And Aiken. So it comes down to Cobber Aiken, quite frankly, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, after all this horse kicking that we were just doing, I think I'm going Kamar Aiken in this situation. He's the number one option to Flacco. Flacco, they're not going to run, I don't believe, this week. And no, not even a little bit. So 
I think and Flacco, you made the point earlier in the show, he's not afraid to throw against anybody. Yeah, he'll throw six picks. Sure. It doesn't hurt his feelings at all. He'll keep feeding. I think Cobb's a sit this week and, um, you know, in, in situations like this. Give me Aiken. You know what? I'm, I'm going to agree. I think they found a little something. With, as much as I don't like this cat with Adams last week, Rick, he did no, not big yards, right. right? Nine or ten catches. That was sort of their running game, I, I think. Until I see Lacey get going, I'm going to agree with you here. In a PPR, I, Aiken's got a better shot to get five catches. I want that five-point bonus. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Right. Cobb could have more yardage. That's almost probably, a touchdown. Probably will have more yardage. But I, I like Aiken's chances of getting that five those five catches. I think that's almost a guarantee. So, I'm yeah. going to agree with you. I didn't at first, but the more I think about that bonus – I like Aiken's opportunity much, much better. I do, too. All right, tough options for a full-point PPR flex, uh, hashtag by week hell. Terrence Williams or Andre Johnson? That's not even close. Yeah, give me Andre Johnson. Yeah, that's Andre. I feel good about Andre. I said that earlier in the show. I feel – That's PPR, right? Right, full-point PPR. I think you have to go Johnson this issue. Look, with Romo coming back, Terrence Williams could give you an 80-yard touchdown. Right. But he's probably only going to have two catches. Right. And in PPR, I want Andre Johnson. Yeah, and any 80-yard touchdown in the league this year gets called back on a phantom hold anyhow. <laughs> right. So, all right, I need to sit one out of these uh, four, Rick. It's a full-point PPR. Sit one. Doug Martin, Jarvis Landry, Stevie Johnson, and A.J. Green. Got to sit one. So, Green's obviously in. For me, Jarvis Landry's obviously in. So, this is – To me, Doug Martin's obviously in – so you're sitting Stevie? I almost have to. I mean, I don't want to. But in a full-point PPR, boy, Stevie's going to get his looks, don't you think? Can Kansas City take him away? Doug Martin against Philadelphia defense? Ah, ah, boy, I tell you, that's... I think on the road, it's going to run through the Duggar knot, right? Um, it's going to begin and end with him. Him and Mike Evans. I'm, I think I'm with you, Rick. I think I'm going to sit Stevie Johnson here. I want to get Doug Martin out there. I, I agree. I'm with you. All right. I, uh, yeah, it's I close. mean. It's real close between those two. Really? It's kind of like, you know, really? I mean, but, yeah. Well, Doug Martin is, Sims is, is getting all the all the work in the passing game. Well. He's been on the field less and less. Yeah, but Doug Martin has 706 yards rushing. He also has 188 yards receiving, along with 21 catches. He's not disappearing in the, in the passing game. Yeah, Sims is going to get his work, but, uh, you know, Doug Martin sitting at I, – I like that. I, I got a good Doug Martin. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Rick. I, I'm with you. I'm not going to back off. Right. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, PPR, Latavius Murray or Chris Ivory? Wow. Why? Who else – who are you starting over these guys? I didn't say. This is easy for me. I'm pl- taking Chris Ivory. I know. I love Murray, but Chris Ivory's playing Houston. Yeah, well, they're playing Detroit, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> I, I don't know. I'm gonna, you know, I really love I both love these guys. I know. I know you love them. Uh, this is obvious. It's easy. Don't overthink it. I'm going Murray. <laughs> PPR, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. I think I'm going Murray. All right. So we're no help. Well, we are a help because everybody knows the tie goes to me. You know, right. Ask Dean we'll about see. that. Ask Dean when we have a tie with Latavius Murray. Murray got hurt yeah. with 96 yards rushing. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, boy, old Bridge really blew that one. He was well on his way but, to 100 yards. But Lamar Miller had over 200 total yards and got in the end zone twice, pal. So. No, he 
in the end zone twice that week, but he, that what the big week was before. Oh, uh, he only had like forty three yard rushing, but he scored twice. Yeah, he still scored in the thirties, so it wouldn't have been close. All right, what do we got here? At full point PPR, would you start Woodhead over any of these? So, any of these three, you, are you going to sit down to play uh, Woodhead, Ivory? Let's do them one at a time. No. Mm, full point PPR, boy, that's enticing, but no. Lamar Miller. Probably not, but that's close. They are trying to work your boy Ajayi in a little bit, but I still. Who's Miami playing? Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, you almost have to go Lamar Miller. Yeah. His track record this year has been now, pretty solid. Now, Rick, I can tell you want to get Woodhead in this lineup, and I agree with you this week, and we're about right. to Justin Forsett. Yes, Woodhead yes, over Forsett. definitely over Justin Forsett. Woodhead over Forsett. Yeah, so. definitely. So that's pretty easy. Here's a good one, Rick. I, I like this. I, I've hyped up both of these guys today, so this is going to be tough for me. Martellus Bennett or Jordan Reed? They don't tell me if it's PPR or not, and that would make the uh, difference for me. If it's standard, I think I would go Reed. In right. PPR, I think I'm going Bennett. I'm with you 100%. Right. So, so hopefully you're listening here. If you're in a PPR league, go Bennett, but in a standard Right, because uh, he's, he's going to be in the end zone. Yeah, George, guy, George Reed yeah. will be in the end zone. Right. So I agree. We are on the 100% same page there. Let's see. I'm trying to jump around here a little bit, Rick, as we're running out of time to get, get to some of the good ones. I'm tempted to bench A.J. Green and start T.Y. Hilton over him and then play Gates at my flex. Am I crazy? Okay. Keep Gates in your flex, but start A.J. Green and bench T.Y. Hilton here. Well, basically, give me two of these three. Okay. Green, I, Hilton, I, and Gates. I really wish this guy was in the chat room because I would love to know. Right. Okay, you're starting two wide receivers. It'll, it, right. I would assume it's you'd minimal, have to be. Who else you got? Right. I mean, where you – I mean, what other receiver could this guy have where he also obtained A.J. Green? Well, who's he playing at tight end that he's putting Gates in at flex? Oh, right, yeah, there you go. Well, it could be like a Bar- – well, Barnage is on a bye, so right. I, I don't know. That, that's strange. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, But out of those three, it's Green and Gates for me. Yeah, me too. So, all right, let's hop down here. Um, buh, 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 buh. See, we like to dissect these things, and when you get them in the mailbag – Right. We can do it through emails, right? You know, and but a lot of times we'll just pick these things and put them on the show, and, and we haven't had the interaction. And a lot of times we don't get to break them down through emails because whatever, maybe we didn't get to them until last night or this morning, or these people aren't online until game time. Right. We don't get to find a lot of this stuff out. Yeah, there, there's a lot we don't know. Quarterback question: Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, or Jay Cutler? Wilson taking on the Niners at home, don't you think? I don't know. He's been uninspired. He hasn't been exciting. I'm almost tempted to go Flacco and just and just gamble with the two picks that he might get two or three touchdowns or maybe just the 350 yards and a couple touchdowns. Could be. Could be. Ugh, I, I'm going to play it safe here and go Wilson. Kyler's always need, a wild card, right. too. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what, what you're going right. to get out of here. That, that is a very tough question. I think I'm – you know, I, I tell you what, for listeners' sake, I think I'll go with you just because of the legs Yeah. in San Francisco. Why not? I mean, it's close enough that, that I'll take Wilson. Here's an ignorant one. Half-point PPR, Brandon LaFell or Stevie Johnson? Stevie Johnson. I think it is, too. Hey, he's the number one guy on San Diego. Right. Like, well, okay, number three yeah. when you take out Gil Gays and Number seven, the way I did the math, but <laughs> yeah. technically number three, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'm going Stevie Johnson. In a standard, I might have gone LaFell because, I don't know, Stevie Johnson finds the end zone. 
right. frankly, that's going to be all Gates and Woodhead. Unless Gates is double teamed and, and he's standing there wide open, which he could be. I don't know. But it, once the first option, number one, then it's Gronk. Yeah, I think I think this is Stevie Johnson. Right. All right, we need three in a PPR. Jonathan okay. Stewart. Wait a minute. Let me give him a pen. Yeah, here. get your pen out. All right. Stewart. Stewart. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Okay. Darren McFadden, who is active. He today. is active, right? Sharkandrick West. But I'd, I'd, man, I wish I had this problem. It's on my lease. Yeah. It's still going, Rick. LeGarrette Blunt. Oh, come on. Or Ronnie Hillman. I need three of those. Okay, well, West is number West one. West is clear number one, yeah. I think Lamar Miller's number two. I'm with you. And it comes down to Jay Stu. Is this Stu. PPR? Yes. Whew. It comes down to Jay Stu and Blunt for me then at that. McFadden's it, interesting in a PPR. Yeah. But he's nicked up. Rick. You can't trust right. the nicked up McFadden. I think I'm going Blunt. I think I'm with Just you. Just red zone opportunities rushing. I, I think especially against Rex Ryan in the Bills – they get to the end zone. Belichick is going to like nothing better than to bully the bully. Right. And if he can just put the, put it in Blunt's hands and run it down their throat right. inside the five, I think he does it. Uh, I'm with you there. I want to go Stewart. The matchup is so much better. You know, going up against that Redskins rush defense versus going up against the Bills rush defense. But I agree. I think Belichick could go in there, fling the ball around, and beat them by 40. But he wants to go in and show Ryan, hey, guess what? I'm going to just run it down your throat. You're, there's nothing you can do to stop me. So I'm going to agree there. All right, so, we got a standard question in the chat room. All right. Standard question. We need two out of Doug Martin. Okay. Alfred Morris. And your boy, Mr. Drawn. Drawn. Oh, Drawn. All right. So obviously Martin's one. It comes down to Morris and Drawn. Dron's going to be the number one guy. I can't guarantee Alfred Morris gets a carry, quite frankly. Or he might have 110 yards. Exactly. He got right. him last week, but I can't guarantee Morris. So as bad as it is, Dron was bagging right. groceries two, three weeks ago. He's in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. <laughs> Good luck. Nothing could be worse, but at least I know they're going to hand him the ball a couple of times. Alfred Morris, they might leave him in the hotel. I mean, quite frankly, he might walk out to the team bus and it might pull away while Jay Gruden is mooning him out the window. We just don't know. I don't know what's going on down there. I can't take the chance, so I got to go with, with with my boy Ruben. I have to. I got to, I got to know. It's choice. not Ruben Drones. <laughs> he, he's he's oh yeah, he's long gone. I, I'm way back. I, I went. I I hopped in the way back machine. Yeah. There. God, but I, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I just uh, – yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I love Alfred Morris. We, look, we touted this guy for a long time, last couple of years. He, he was does, on any of 22 other teams in the league. He'd be a top-ten fantasy back. He does nothing but perform. And, and for some reason, they don't like him in Washington any longer. I think I'm going with you. Doug Martin, obviously, number one. And I'll go uh, – yeah, Mr. Drawn second. Okay, non-PPR. And he's rearing his ugly head again. Jordan Reed. Okay. But it's easy to me. Antonio Gates. You got to go Gates. I got to go I Gates. love Jordan Reed. I really do. I know Kansas City. I don't know who you're playing in your flex. <laughs> Maybe you could argue to put Jordan Reed in your flex, depending on who you're rolling out there. But for this question in a vacuum, I can't I can't quit Antonio Gates. I, can't I, know, I know statistically this year Kansas City's been tough on uh, tight ends. But you know what? It's Antonio Gates. I mean, it's not it, it's not 
you know, Kyle Rudolph. Antonio it, Gates is it's a not tight Heath end. Miller. I, I know. It's, yeah, he is the best skill player on the Cincinnati right. on the San Diego. Offense. They wouldn't be Don't that think tough of him as a tight end. Right. They wouldn't be that tough against Gronk. Right. And, and I think Gates fits into that category. Right. You know, he's he's. These guys are little. These guys aren't tight ends. They right. are the best skilled players on right. their respective I have to offense. go Gates in that situation. All right, caught up there. Yep. All right, we are right up against it. Let's throw one more out. One and more. We will get out of here. Let's see. Let's let's make it a good one. Bench one out of these in a standard league, Rick. Ted Ginn, Golden Tate, T. Y. Hilton. So you're not benching bench Hilton. one. Bench one. Oh, I'm going to bench Ginn. Yeah, I think Ginn has been so inconsistent. And when given the opportunity, look, he's been starting, you know, all year long, basically. And he's just not – he just doesn't take that step forward to, like, right. you know, elevate himself. I mean, that's why Ginn's been bounced around. I, I think it's telling that Funches is getting a start today. I don't think he's getting yeah. it over again, but they're going to start trying to work yeah. him in. All right, I know I said last one, but I really like this uh, this question, Rick. So we will end on this. I need to sit one of these three – in a standard league, non-PPR, Rick. Marshawn Lynch. No. Darren McFadden. Devontae Freeman. I'm sitting McFadden. Yeah. If this was a, if this was a PPR, I think I'd have still been been there. Probably yeah, me too. Closer. Yeah, me too. But I yeah, think that wasn't Lynch. as interesting as I thought. I think I, I missed it. It was non-PPR when I when I pulled that one out. Yeah, so, that, I, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's easy. Never mind. I, I got I got all excited. <laughs> yeah, for never that. mind. Never mind. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Apparently, this stayed on the uh, on the air the entire time. So thanks to Blog Talk for that. <laughs> Actually, I can thank uh, Windows for our issues today. We didn't have any Blog Talk issues. All right, that's something. Because my computer just shutting down four minutes. Okay, before. real quick oh, before yeah. we out of here. Let's do it. Rivers or Cutler? Rivers. I got to go Rivers. Yeah. I mean, his his offense is depleted, but we talked about Gates. We talked about Woodhead. Stevie Johnson's capable. He's an idiot, but he's he's capable. Uh, he's an I idiot, go but he's capable. That right. sounds like you're describing me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like he's a functional alcoholic. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks so much for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, coming back at you Wednesday, I presume, with the holiday week. We'll, we'll see what we can come up with. It's going to be a tough week. Uh, if we decide we're not. You know, we'll let we you. won't. We'll, we'll figure something <laughs> yeah. out. But uh, we'll be back. If not, definitely back. Good luck this week. So, thanks so much for listening. At Asylum Football on Twitter, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. Get your questions in. We'll answer them right up until kickoff. Until some point, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you. Yeah, take care. And back to the chat room before oh, yeah, we're totally out of here. He's worried of the limited wide receivers at you know, on San Diego offense, I still think it's Phil Rivers. You you know he is this generation's Brett Favre. This right. kid is a gunslinger. He's going to throw it fifty-five times. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm just I have to go Rivers with Cutler going against that Denver defense. He he's a wild card. Don't get me wrong, but I gotta go Rivers. Yeah, he's gonna throw it sixty. They only they only catch twenty-five between Gates and Woodhead. <laughs> But, but they'll get caught. I, you could see Cutler just getting taken out of this game. Yeah. Probably not, but they could take him away. It's very, without Elshon Jeffrey, very possible. That's that's the biggest concern. You were talking about limited wide receivers. It ain't yeah. much better in, right. in Denver, and they got a much worse matchup. You got it. So I'm sticking with it. All right. Let's take care.